He's done it. Yeah, what a shot. This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Just Sports. Hello and welcome to Just Sports. So we're a little late this week and the fault is all mine because I've been a little all over the place. And uh, I did not want to give a chance to my good friend Rahul Puri to gloat because he was waiting to gloat. But I couldn't, uh, I mean, you, you could not record, so you had to record finally. Hello, Mr. Rahul Puri. Hello, Mr. Khan. Uh, you were really looking forward to this podcast, weren't you? I was. I was looking forward to it. I was. I was actually looking forward to it yesterday, but then through your own tra- busy travel schedule, we had to postpone. But uh, Yes, sir. So what are we talking about this time? We're talking a lot about football because there are five English clubs in the Champions League uh, next round, and that's like a record. We're going to talk about the Ashes, which is not going the way Joe Root and England would like it to go. And we'll talk about the doping scandal and how Russia is going to miss the Winter Olympics. But let's start with the Champions League. Round five English clubs. And I think all five of them have a great chance of going to the next round too. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it's, um, I, think, I think I'm right in saying that they, they're all, they all qualified top of their group or maybe, maybe, maybe Chelsea didn't. Maybe Chelsea didn't, but the rest of them did. Um, they all qualified top of their group, um, which just goes to show you, uh, because some of them were in quite difficult groups, it just goes to show you how how well they actually have done to to, to get out of, uh, not just get out of the groups, but qualify top of the groups. And that means that, you know, the, the chances are they'll have um, a fairly uh, good draw in the last 16 because they, they qualified top of the group. Um, yes, of course, there's sort of Real Madrid and uh, I think Bayern Munich also are uh, waiting as possible second place sides. But um, it does mean that uh, for the first time in a long time, uh, there is the possibility of, of multiple English teams in the in the quarterfinals of the Champions League, which I think... And is you know, I mean, let's, let's, be honest, let's, be, let's be honest, Raul. I mean, out of the English clubs right now, I mean, City is playing dream football. I mean, there is the there is Liverpool who on on its on its day can smash any team out. Yeah. Chelsea is is in great form. Yeah. Um, United has Mourinho because Mourinho knows how to handle English games. Yeah. You know, so there is there is a strong chance that even if they come against the other European teams, there's a very strong possibility of seeing an English club in the semi-finals or the finals. Yes, I know because uh, what you also need to understand now is that. Um, these are two-legged games, right? And, uh, you know, you can't underestimate the value uh, of English clubs um, if they get, a, if they get a, a, a draw where they're away for the first game um, and home for the second game. They've now got managers who are, have enough tactical nows to sort of go uh, to away games and, and, and not lose um, the tie in the away game. And then they've got the opportunity of, of coming home and... and and beating anybody on their home patch. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, you, 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 you've got to be pretty optimistic um, if you were, you know, English um, uh, fans of, of those English clubs. You've got to be pretty optimistic of what, what those chances are um, when the last 16 roll around in February because, you know, they, they are a set of clubs, certainly, you know, Tottenham, Liverpool, um, you know, are clubs that perhaps... 
um, you know, they, they don't have, perhaps have the pedigree of, of um, uh, the, the, the Madrids and the Barcelonas. And the Barcelonas. But, you know, Real Madrid, if they get drawn at Tottenham, or, well, they can't get drawn at Tottenham because, because I think they've already played Tottenham. But if yeah, Real they Madrid, get drawn at United. If they get drawn at United or they got drawn at Liverpool, I, I don't think that Real Madrid will sort of go into those games with, with an air of invincibility to them. They'll, they'll absolutely be wanting yeah, I mean, to avoid That's, that's another teams. point. That's another point, Rahul, that seeing the way that, you know, the group stages have gone, you know, except probably for a PSG, you know, the rest of the European clubs have struggled. I mean, I mean, okay, PSG, Barcelona are the two clubs that people would like to avoid. Yeah. But I think all the other teams would fancy the chances against a Porto or, you know, a, a Benfica or even a Real Madrid or even yeah. a Bayern Munich. Even a Bayern Munich, they would all fancy their chances. No, no, absolutely. And I think that, that this is, you know, this is a, it, that, that's what's probably so exciting for the, for the, for the English clubs is, is that you can definitely see that there's there isn't a gulf I don't think between them and I mean even the Barcelonas I mean even the Barcelonas of the world I, I don't think there's a gulf between them and and what Man City are doing in the Premiership so I, I don't think I don't think anybody is going to be too concerned about running into some of these large European giants yes of course I mean you know would you like to avoid them in the last 16 sure of course you would I mean you would but I, I think that if 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 Liverpool or Tottenham or, or Chelsea get drawn against Bayern or Real or, or somebody like that, I think that the Bayerns and Reals will have as much of a sleepless night about playing those clubs as, as vice versa. So, you know, I, I think that um, you know it's going to be an interesting sort of uh, draw, um, which I think comes up in a in in a few weeks. Yeah, it comes up by it comes up by next week, and yeah. we will yeah. be discussing the draw next week. Yeah. But right now, I think the whole the whole idea that these guys are you know in the next round and you know doing very well it's it's a great time for English clubs, and we are all looking forward to see where they where they end up, and they could really really go the distance. Yeah, I mean, with five in the in the last sixteen, I mean, you you could conceivably have three. Or even four in the quarterfinals, and then you know after that, then anything's possible, really. If you can get to the quarterfinals, quite frankly, you know all, all bets are off at that stage. Absolutely. So moving on from there, uh, we move to another sport where English, where England is actually not doing well, and uh, they are actually you know getting hammered, and that's the Ashes. And Rahul has been quite vocal on Twitter about it, and 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 so have I been you know talking about it. It's it's actually Rahul. You know, it's it's closer than what you think. England loses maybe one or two sessions, yeah, and that's what is determining the test matches. Yeah, it is. I mean, I think that you know, a lot of talk is since England lost the second test. There's been a lot of talk of of whitewash and and you know, 2013 repeating itself and stuff like that. If that does happen, I think that it'll be the closest whitewash I, I would have ever seen. Because honestly speaking, the the the, even though England have lost by 10 wickets and they've lost by 120 runs, and in both cases, just simply if you looked at the sheet of paper, you'd say that those were absolute hammerings. They haven't been hammerings at all, but both games have not been hammerings. Um, England have been a lot more competitive than, than those scorecards would suggest. I, I just think that the problem here is, is that um, when an Australian batsman gets in, um, Steve Smith in in Brisbane and Sean Marsh uh, in Adelaide, 
they've made it count. They've scored the hundreds that they need. Where an English batsman gets in, James Vincent in Brisbane, Joe Joe Root in the second innings at Brisbane, Joe Root in the second innings at Adelaide, they haven't gone on to make the runs. And you cannot score 220 and 230, even 300 um, uh, in Australia and hope to win the series. You need to make 400, 450, and you need to make it consistent. I think, you know, Rahul, I think it's, it's all boiling down to mental you know, ability and strength. I mean, in the second innings of the of, of the second test match, the bowlers of England showed that you can get into the English batsmen. You can get into them. You can, you know, unsettle them. You can actually get them out. Yeah, no, I don't think there's a, there's a, there's, there's a question in anybody's mind that this English bowling unit um, can get after the Australian batting unit. The Australian batting unit, according to me, I, I don't think it's particularly good. Um, I think if you take Warner out of it, who hasn't fired so far in the series, but if you take Warner out of it, you take Smith out of it. I, I don't think it's particularly great. I think it's mediocre. Um, but the problem I think that you're going to have is going forward now, if you look at how England get back into the series, you, you wonder how they're going to do that because, you know, this was the test match. This was the one with the pink ball that swings this was one with Adelaide under lights where, you know, conditions would help see movement in the evening. You know, you're not going to get that at Perth and you're not going to get that at Sydney. And, and I mean, you may get it at Melbourne if, it, if it's overcast, but, you know, you're not going to get that at Perth and, and you're certainly not going to get it at Sydney. So how does this English bowling lineup now go to those venues and take 20 wickets? I don't know how they do it. And I especially don't know it because they don't have a spinner. Moen Ali has been all right. He's 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 got an injury apparently on his on his spinning finger, but he's been so disappointing with the ball. He's been incapable of 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 tying up an end for England. He's been incapable of getting anybody out, um, and he's running at I think close to three three and a half and over or something like in that in terms of a run rate. And his his average is ninety eight at the moment. Um, how do you build pressure uh, on the Australian batting unit as weak as they are? Um, with a two and a half man attack, I, I don't know how you do that. And, and yeah, and also I think, and also I think Rahul now with 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 two nil up in the series, you know, the confidence is going to be high. England will be low on confidence, so it's going to be a mental a mental block more than anything else. Also, right now. No, absolutely, it, it is going to be really difficult for Joe Root. And as far as I'm concerned, Joe Root needs to have a long look at himself. Um, you know, him and Alistair Cook. Alistair Cook is averaging 15, which is the lowest of all the English batsmen. Um, and Joe Root has now had two opportunities to make it count. Um, he got to 50 at Brisbane. He's got to 50-odd uh, at Adelaide. And both times, he's not got he's not converted and he's not gone on and made 100. And I think that that, that is something that is really going to hurt the English cricket team because I cannot, I cannot see how... Anybody expects James Vince or David Milan or Mark Stoneman to have series, uh, certainly, you know, run-making, alt, series-altering runs um, in this English side. I, I just don't see how that happens. Um, and so it is up to Root and it is up to Cook. And quite frankly, right now, they, they are letting their side down. I think, I think Johnny Besto is batting far too low. I think he needs to come up the order I cannot understand why um, Root and Bayliss are persisting with batting him at number seven. 
by the time he comes in at number seven, he's he's just got to play some shots and he makes some pretty 30s and nice 40s, but he's never going to hurt anybody with 30s. That's true, Raul. I mean, I think it's 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 quite weird. And you're right. I mean, the big boys need to step up. Joe Root and Alistair Cook he's need got, to step up. He's got to come up the innings in Perth. He's got to bat at five, as far as I'm concerned. He's in form. He's playing well. He's got to come back. He's got to come and bat at five. I, I don't care what happens. Okay. I find it very difficult to believe that England are going to get... An, back into this series. I, I don't know how they do it. Yeah, even I don't think so too. That's that's That doesn't seem like it's happening. Uh, moving on from football, we move on to uh, a sad part of, of, of sports and that's the doping scandal. And uh, Rahul, pretty much Russia has been banned. And I mean, that is, I guess, the, the, the fair thing to do. That Russia has been, you know, banned from the Olympics, from the Winter Olympics. No, absolutely. I mean, I, I think that uh, the IOC has done exactly the right thing um, by banning Russia. There is just too much evidence of systematic doping hand, in, in that Russian athletics program. And it's time that somebody stands up and, and takes some hard measures. I mean, I, I, I don't even agree. I mean, you know, Vladimir Putin has, has come out and said that, um, you know, Russian athletes should, uh, uh, clean Russian athletes should come out and, uh, and, and, uh, you know, compete under the neutral uh, Olympic flag, under the, the IOC flag. But I don't even think they should be allowed to do that. I mean, why should they be allowed to do that? I mean, I, a, a signal needs to be sent to uh, Russia. A signal needs to be sent to the Russian athletes that, you know, even if you are a clean Russian athlete, I'm sorry, but you have a hand in cleaning up this mess that has been created. And no, you will not get to compete um, at the highest level until something is done about it. I mean, you know, Russia at the moment is a bit of the Wild West um, when it comes to this kind of stuff. I mean, you know, even even racism, for instance, um, you know, uh, Spartak Moscow uh, have been charged by UFA um, for their players, uh, you know, being uh, shouting racial abuse at, at some of the Liverpool players uh, in the game on, on in the week. And I think that it's not enough to start charging these 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 Russian um, agencies and these Russian teams, somebody has to come out and do something. And I'm very glad that the IOC has taken this step. This is the way that it should be. Okay, so that's pretty much on Russia. That's all we have time for in in this edition of podcast. We will be back next week where we will have lots to talk about. We'll have the Manchester derby to talk about, which is going to be the big game over the weekend. We will also have uh, the Champions League draw to talk about next week. So, a lot to talk about next week, Rahul. Yes. Should be an exciting week. It will be an exciting week. So, that's all for Just Sports. And like we say, if it's a goal penalty or a hole-in-one, we'll cover it for you. Take care and we'll be back next week. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.